at the Sydney Cricket Ground. One man shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. Welcome back. G'day, g'day, g'day. Or just welcome. I don't know where you've been, but you're here now, so welcome back. <laughs> you were somewhere beforehand. Unless, can you imagine listening to this in the maternity ward? <laughs> is it a boy or a girl? Shut up, I'm listening to the Navy Daily. That is a bad parent right there. Well, to that newborn child, welcome to the world. Welcome. It's 2023. We're here to review 2022 in the aptly Maybe Daily titled 2022 Year in Review 2022. <laughs> Is that what we call it? No. No, what was it? 2022 Review 2022. Copy that. 2022 (laughs) Review 2022. We went to go palindromic, but we couldn't quite get there. I think there's about five cities in Australia that are palindromes, and I've lived in three of them. (laughs) Jesus. There's that. Glenelg, Parap. And I've been through Paraparap. <laughs> Parap! Yeah, Parap in Darwin. We, we lived across the road from Parap Racecourse. And every Saturday morning, you had to close the shutters on all the windows because it was a uh, dust track. So the oh. entire house would get enveloped in dust. Wow. Yeah. How hot is it in Darwin? It's either hot or really fucking hot. <laughs> two types. Two seasons. Two seasons. Hot or hot and wet. How hot and wet do you like it? Very hot and awfully wet. Anyway, welcome yeah. back. We are counting down the top 10 moments, the sporting moments of 2022. The mm. 2022 Review 2022. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's starting really to catch on. It's starting to catch on. I don't mind it. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come time for next year. <laughs> so if you missed out on the last episode, dive back and listen to that where we went through 10, wow. 2, 6. I won't spoil anything, but wow. there's way too much sport talk for my liking. <laughs> We're now going to do 5 through 1, but we'll start, as we always do, Mace, mm. with a prayer. We will, of course. Let us pray. Yeah. Let us pray that 2023 sees the Wallabies win the World Cup. Ugh. What is rightfully theirs comes home. Let us pray that Sam Kerr leads the Matildas to glory on home oh, soil wow. in a Women's World Cup. Jeez. That'll be huge. Let us pray that the Ashes remain ours. Let, let us just pray that we win it all just in 2023. Everything. We win everything. 2020 me. New year, new you. <laughs> Stuff you. It's 2023, <laughs> 2020 me. Let us pray. Oh, like let us pray. In the name of... Oh, in the- Sorry. What? <laughs> I was just reciting what you just said to me. I'm like, yeah. how did he do that? Easily impressed. I like it. Let us pray. Let us pray to... Are you going to join the name. in? Sorry, in the name. Oh, in the- sorry, yeah. <laughs> I Going been, well. I would have done it being a good like, Rage Against the Machine cover band. <laughs> Killing of... Now you missed in the name. Killing of... of. I may or may not do what you asked me to do. Okay, you need to get the lyrics, bro. Enjoy living alongside the machine, we're called. Oh, my Lord. Let us finally pray, Mace. In the name of of Andrew Vlahov, Daryl White, King Wally Lewis, and Richie Benno. Ah, pen. Fair table. 
Yeah, it's a good crew. <laughs> it's a great crew. I'd love to get a list by the end of the year if we continue to do this of, of all the people that we're praying with. <laughs> the wedding table. Be a hell of a poker night. <laughs> DJ Daryl White's big hands. <laughs> Actually, there's a couple of big sets of mitts there with Vlahov. Really big. King Wally King Lewis Wally. is no dud. Richie right. had some hands. Uh, he did, actually, as a spinner. <laughs> I reckon he's going to struggle to hold up a deck now. <laughs> Who's shuffle? Richie. <laughs> Propped him up. I go for a walk. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. Uh, be good just to hold them down by okay. your side. Yeah, great. Well, welcome back, yeah. folks. We are down to the top five. We're cracking the top oh. five. All right. But before we get going, mm. a few honourable mentions. Mm. The year 2022 was a big year for chess, Mace. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't expect that. Oh, you should Huge year. You know I'm a big chess aficionado. <laughs> and everyone else out there has already heard this. They already know it. They already lived it. But I'm going to go through it once more. Hans Neiman upset Fireball. <laughs> it sounds like something out of The Simpsons. <laughs> the fakest person ever. Hans, Hans Molman. Of course he plays chess. Hans yeah. <laughs> Molman. I'm just looking around the room. I've got some old, like, I'm looking at my hands. I'm like, hands, my knee, there's mole a knee, there's a mole, there's a man. Hans Niemolman. Nah, mate, big year for chess. Hans Neiman, upset five-time world champion Magnus Carlsen. I thought he was a strong man. And the chess world <laughs> fell to pieces. <laughs> Carlsen quit the tournament. Observers alleged cheating and chat rooms buzzed about vibrating oh, yes. devices. Neiman offered to play nude. Now we're talking. Okay, porn to King Four. <laughs> Chess.com banned Neiman. Nothing to do with the nudity. Carlson resigned from the rematch after one move. Oh, strong. Wow. And then Neiman filed a $100 million defamation lawsuit. Might have to get the kids into chess if that sort of cash Jesus. is flying around. What? Yeah, fair defamation. You know what? I've just realised I probably shouldn't have mocked him if he's throwing out $100 million defamation <laughs> lawsuits. Fucking mole man. Oh, and while we're at it, we are sponsored by mintsports.com.au. Oh, yeah, those guys. And they'll be paying our legal bills. <laughs> <laughs> when Hans Neiman, nay Magnus Carlson, come to get us. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Sorry. Hello, this is Mole Man in the Morning. Good Mole Man to you. Today, part four of our series of the agonizing pain in which I live every day. Mace, it was a big year in food. Joey Chestnut down 63 dogs to earn his 15th Nathan's Famous Hot Dog title. Wow. Chestnut's pace was 13 off his record of 76 in 2021, but that's understandable considering he was slowed mid-munch when he put an on-stage protester in a headlock. What? Yeah, that's right. He really did. He really did, Joey Chestnut. I heard he submerged the protester <laughs> in water <laughs> in the hope that he would make him go down easier. Tried to eat him. Yeah. We're off to the Little League Baseball with the boys from Honolulu, Hawaii, dominated the Little League World Series, outscoring their opponents 60-5 to and ending four Holy games shit. early with the mercy rule of a 10-run lead. From the scenes in the stands of their parents going absolutely burko, we get the feeling these kids may not be playing purely for the love of the game for much longer. No pressure, youngsters, but Papa needs a new pair of everything. <laughs> Off to the big boy baseball now, mm. where the Cardinals designated hitter Albert Puyos joined Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds as the only players to hit 700 career home runs. Wow. But everyone was left with the same old questions. What drugs is he on? <laughs> and why do they continue to insist on wearing belts? <laughs> it's 2023, guys. Get some elastic. 
<laughs> Why do they wear these chunky belts? They're wearing leather belts. Tradition. Don't mess with tradition. Have you <laughs> dived in a belt on the grass? God, we could do a whole podcast on baseball attire. I swear to you. And finally, retirements. Some big, big retirements. Not least of all, Sean White, who finished his fifth Olympics as a snowboarder. Apparently, drug testing showed that he wasn't stoned at the time of the event, so he now leaves that winter sport an absolute disgrace. So, <laughs> we might get into some retirements later in the list, but let's yeah. get down to number five. Number five. Exciting times. Can I just mention, Please. you know, you've done your homework with this top ten hoopla. No, no, no. Off the top of my head. <laughs> Huge and Hans Millman fan. Huge Hans Millman fan. But I just, as we do the five to one, I just want to put my own personal mm. top five, 22, very personal, my highlights oh, of would my you like life. To, would you like to start with your fifth well, biggest moment or do you want to go after it, Lauren? No, we'll go, we'll go. We'll would you go. want to go after? Yeah, we'll go after. All right. So, well, that's a little tease, isn't it? <laughs> little mini cliffhanger. What a way to ring in the new year. We got Mace's top five. This could go anywhere. <laughs> For those who heard the last episode, one of those revelations won't be a surprise. Let's give it up for Table 5! Ah, 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 ah! Table 5! Table 5! Ah, 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 ah! Table 5! Coming in at number five, yeah. the sport of basketball had a big blockbuster 2022. Steph Curry added the only thing missing from his trophy cabinet, collecting his first finals MVP and his fourth title. He also drained 16 threes in the All-Star game. Not a bad Jesus. season for the man who's helped revolutionise and evolve the style of today's NBA. We also saw Steph's volatile premiership partner, Draymond Green, whacking fellow teammate Jordan Poole in Didn't preseason. Miss. Did not miss. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> We wait to see how that impacts his chance to add to the Golden State legacy. American basketballer Brittany Griner was detained at a Russian airport. She then underwent a sham trial and was wrongfully detained. Sentenced to spend the next nine years in a Russian prison. Not where you want to be, Brit. All because she had a small amount of cannabis oil in her bag. Griner's 10-month ordeal recently ended when she was exchanged through an international prisoner swap with a convicted Russian arms dealer. Sounds about even. Who says sport and <laughs> politics don't mix? But... When it comes to basketball stories in 2022, and cannabis for that matter, coming in at number five is our Lauren Jackson. Oh, yeah. Jackson came out of retirement, a retirement internationally from way back in 2012, and the 41-year-old mother wow. of two Unbelievable. dominated from the get-go oh. and took the Opals all the way to World Cup bronze with a player of the match performance in that medal decider. 30 points here today. Here. What a superstar. Oh, She's a flag bearer for me. The flag bearer for every Olympics going From forward. She's an Australian here. Just her and Gazy. Just her. Oh. Her and Gazy both holding. Yeah. Just coming together. I know. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah, that Yeah, she's too. 41. Unreal. I mean, I'm 37 and I'm a complete mess. Mm. And you were often compared to Lauren Jackson <laughs> in your younger years, so she's maintained. The thing I loved about her game, especially this last World Cup, was that she changed her game. And she just started shooting. She knew yeah. she knew her role. She's not the star anymore. Yep. Team mentality. But she got the love of the game back as well because I think she was out of the game for a while. Mm. She got an exemption to use medicinal cannabis to help her recover and then train more because her right, body was right, up right. to no good. Yeah. A mate of hers just said, oh, do you want to play some social ball, a bit of pickup? Mm. She played and was like, you know what? I love this sport. Let me just play somewhat competitively. 
absolutely lit up in the league beneath the WNBL. Right. At a stadium that is called Lauren Jackson Stadium. <laughs> Probably going to have pretty good memories in that gym, aren't you? <laughs> Not ringing for directions. Comfortable in that gym, are you, Lauren? Sorry, mate. Is it the third left? <laughs> yeah, LJ, you should know this. And then from there, Brondello picked her in the, in the Opal squad and the rest is history. She got bugger all minutes in the semi and then was clearly best on in the bronze medal. I got a feeling if we just chucked her in in the semi, we might have actually got through. Yeah. It was a tough one. crazy, isn't it? So where does she sit? And this is probably a conversation for another day, but we need to flag it. Where does Lauren Jackson sit in the pantheon of Australian athletes? Let's go female athletes. She's got to be right up there. Yeah, she has to be right up there. She ticks a few boxes. She's got the achievements out the wazoo. Yeah. She's got the pioneering. Yeah. She was a trendsetter. She's got the longevity. She could be top 10. Oh, easily. Easily. Easily in your top 10? Yeah, I reckon. I mean, what do you got? Like, Kathy Kathy. Freeman, Sally Pearson, Raylene Boyle, Shirley Strickland. Margaret Court. Yeah, Ash Barty. (laughs) Margaret Court's there just as as a good hang. (laughs) Sam Kerr, Elise Perry, Jewel Code. So was Aaron Phillips, Yvonne Gulligong. There's a few. There's a lot. There's a lot, but she's making it. She's definitely making it. If you put her stats up. Yeah. I've got her stats here, and I actually think there's too many. Wow. I'm not joking. I was like, oh, maybe I'll read some out. I'm like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll probably end up having to cut it. Taking it to the post. Taking it to the post. Taking it to the low post. Set me a screen. We're on. <laughs> Lauren Jackson has achieved the following. Four times WNBL MVP. Four time WNBL grand final MVP. Wow. <laughs> five time WNBL champion. So she's won it five times and four of those she was best on in the final in the year that she was best on wow. for the season. Six time WNBL all-star. Seven time WNBA All-Star, three-time WNBA MVP, two-time WNBA champion, three-time WNBA scoring champion. Oh, my God. Three times. In one of those years that she was scoring champion, she was the WNBA rebounding champion and the WNBA defensive player of the year. How many steals has she had, though? She's stealing my heart right now. Oh, my God. She was a WNBA Finals MVP, seven times all WNBA first team, two-time defensive first team in the WNBA, three-time all defensive second team, three-time WNBA peak performer, WNBA 10th anniversary, 15th anniversary, 20th anniversary, and 25th anniversary team. She went and played a season in Korea where, guess what? She was the league MVP there, and her jersey's been retired. Now, there's not too many have done more but then she even steps it up on international level. The USA obviously has streaks ahead. Yeah. In 2000, 2004, 2008, we came up short and she got us all the way to silver. She got us bronze in 2012. That's four Olympics meddling on the run. Way back in 1998, she won bronze. Then again in China in 2002 at the World Cup. Got us gold in 2006 against Brazil. Then the recent one all the way in 2022. That's 24 years between medals. She gets another bronze. She also won silver at the 97 Juniors and gold at the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne. Yes, Laurie Jackson. You are the queen of basketball and we love it. Raise her up to the gods because she's so worth it. She's easily top 10 female athlete of all time. She's top five after that. Yes, 100%. She's top five. I think you could argue, like if you if you had to pull names out of a hat and argue for someone, you'd be praying you got Lauren Jackson because you oh. would just be sitting pretty with the stats. The thing she does for like future women's basketball. Oh boys! Oh boys! Oh boys! 
is just incredible and that's what you want to do. You want to leave a legacy. You want to leave a legacy and inspire, but at the same that's time, right. let's face it, basketball, when it's played at its best, is a team sport. However, yes. the last two minutes, give the rock to the best player. That's right. It's very individual. Most American team sports have a very individual component to them. They're either a quarterback, <laughs> a point guard, right. a pitcher, a hitter. Oh, my God. You would assume when she comes back into the fold, she's going to be a big fish, small pond. She was the opposite. She's waving towels on the sideline. She's looking to dish assists before taking the shot herself. She's waving towels. Such a good... She's waving she's towels. waving towels. She's a towel waver. She's a goddamn towel waver. She's a flag bearer. She's a... It might have been a flag. She's just that big. It looked like a towel in her hand. It's probably a gigantic flag. So follow those stats, mate. What was your personal fifth? Yeah, I think we've made a mistake and I should have gone first. <laughs> Because my my number five for my top twenty top ten what is it twenty twenty two and twenty twenty two Mason's life twenty twenty two ah twenty twenty two to review twenty twenty two of Mason's 2020 life twenty twenty you twenty twenty you this is twenty twenty three yeah and now I want to hear about twenty twenty you twenty twenty you my personal top five at home was well number five was the best domestic I had with my partner Mal friend of the pod crikey I don't know if we want to get into this territory. <laughs> It's very light, it's very light, but very serious for her. I She bought Ice Magic. You know, the chocolate that goes on top? Put it I'm aware. I'm I aware put it of straight in the fridge. <laughs> I froze it. You did? I did. Went and had a shower, I think, and I did nothing. She comes storming in the shower. What have you done? I've just shit myself, and I'm just, ah! She's like, you put Ice Magic in the fridge. Still didn't get it. Said yeah. to her, what do you mean? What's the problem with that? Froze the ice magic. Yeah, but here's the thing. Can't use it. No, here's the thing. Talk to me. You totally can. How? If you freeze water, it becomes an ice cube. <laughs> if you let that ice cube melt, it turns back into water. If you get the ice magic out of the fridge and put it in like a bowl of hot water, it will then liquefy. The mind of a woman. Oh, man! Eyeballs caught up later. <laughs> no, I said it. <laughs> so I can see the frustration in like, hey, nincompoop. Because you didn't she brought it home, very craving it for that night, oh. craving it for that moment. Did you say, don't worry about it? Just get the ice cream cake out of the oven, and I'm sure it'll all be fine. <laughs> the cook chooks in the freezer. I got the tuna salad in the washing machine, and the dryer's got the punch in it. We're laughing. I'm really sad that I didn't go first because Lauren Jackson and Ice Magic. It no, just goes hand no, I'm... in hand. <laughs> Top five, eh? Four. Fine shot. Oh! I should have go two. At number four, we move to the sport of cricket. In a year of such sheer dominance for the Aussie women's cricket team, where they won yet another 50-over World Cup, undefeated all year in that format, wow, they took home a Commonwealth gold medal and secured the Ashes on home soil. It's difficult to pick just one, so we won't. Instead, coming in at our number four is the sacking of men's Aussie coach and grizzled proponent of the lubricant of force, <laughs> Justin Langer. The always intense JL had seemingly taken the vast amounts of internal criticism on board and corrected his ways. He orchestrated the Shock T20 World Cup win, the nation's first. Then after we'd smacked the poms, he was offered a paltry six-month contract extension and ultimately walked away with a significant push in the back. And he has not gone quietly. And the first thing he said to me was, oh, it must make you feel good that all your mates are supporting you in the media. I said, yeah, it is, acting chairman. With all due respect, those mates 
are also the all-time greats of Australian cricket. They are the fabric of Australian cricket. They are Australian cricket. They also work all around the world in cricket. So yeah, I'm glad my mates are looking after me. Imagine if you had a... <laughs> oh my God! Ivan Milat called. <laughs> so he wants you to stop using the word mate. <laughs> Wow, he sounds like he's like putting a shovel into somebody's throat. Hey, mate, what do you think of that, mate? Oh my god, how intense is that? I mean, he's always been a very, very, very intense man. Mm. What What are your thoughts on JL? I I find him to be like a violent Uncle Arthur. Like he's gone. <laughs> he's losing it every hour. He sounds like an old geriatric dementia. Patient on oh, the commentary. commentary. Yeah, he does a bit. Slowly declining as the innings fold on. Just shaking his fist at the clouds. Oh my god! Let but it go, Juzzy. They've gone from a violent Uncle Arthur now to Andrew McDonald, who's like a oh, carrot top. He's just so calm. He's gone from Langer cutting open a, a boar in front of them while he's telling about the tactics for the day, smearing blood under his eyes. <laughs> now Andrew McDonald's got props in there, carrot top style. <laughs> Like a buzzing handshake thing. <laughs> You're selected. Oh, I got ya. Oh, what do you. Got? What do you got there, mate? Is that a poppy for uh, poppy day? Yeah. Squirts water at him. Oh, you got me, Macca. Then you go in there and you got bloody JL gargling with shards of glass before he commentates. Unbelievable. Side note, though. Do you remember that night when I was very drunk and I said to you, I think I rate Carrot Top. Oh, do you God. That I, text? I tried to block it from my memory. I thought it was a joke. And you're like, nah, nah, I reckon he's underrated. <laughs> yeah, for a good reason. <laughs> Carrot top. <laughs> Stand by. My next guest, an event of comedian who's taken America by storm. He can be seen at the Taft Theatre in Cincinnati, Ohio on June 2nd. Please give a warm welcome to Carrot Top. How would you handle someone that intense? Like, have you ever had wouldn't be able to. a teammate or a boss or anyone that intense in your life? I have, I have. When I got out of school, I... In a chef apprenticeship. Oh, that's right. They're notoriously nice wow. guys. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. They show that your future will be good. They instantly show you. JL could <laughs> use some sauce, I bet. For sure. He um, was a Swiss chef and he was... What knife did he use? A lot. He used a lot of knives. Any from the army? Or... <laughs> what sort of cheese did he have? Was it Toblerone for dessert? What do we have? He was a great chef. The problem with them all, they're all great chefs, but they're complete... Mentalist. Psychos. The only thing worse than a chef is a pub chef. Because then you oh. add a lot of like methamphetamine to the yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was stealing booze from the bar. Really? He was telling me to do something, which I did an hour before. Oh, he boy. kept telling me, blah, oh, blah. And we boy. couldn't find him for a couple of hours. And he was sleeping on top of the fridge. On top of the fridge? Top of a big, you know, industrial fridge. But he crawled up there. He got up there. And we walked in the store and when the fridge was and we could hear... 10 out of 10 for effort. <laughs> He's on top of the fridge. Unbelievable. <laughs> Where's your fight, man? It's here, Where chef. Where is it? I've got it, chef. Then wake up, you donut. Yes, chef! How do you reckon Langer would be just around the house? Do you reckon he switches oh, off or is he that intense? Oh, my God. Honey, your mate's on the phone. Oh, is that me mate? <laughs> oh, it's good that me mate's on the phone, darling. Because me mates ring me all the time. Okay, is it an impediment, Justin? <laughs> Far out, man. Today, Junior! He'd just be a drill sergeant, wouldn't he? Oh, for sure. He'd be hating vacuums because of the... He's like, we need a Dyson stick. That's all we need. 
And then like he'd be questioning them like in that doco with Uzi. Why do we vacuum it twice a day? Because I'm sick of the breadcrumbs. And I know you didn't drop them, but we all need to get around this. No, we don't. Calm, Calm down. Calm down, Uncle Arthur. Fuck. Where's your Uncle Arthur? Where's your Uncle Arthur? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's a good girl and boy? There's a bit of a lolly for you, all right? Listen now, pull yourself up a bit of a puff. So he can feel rightly aggrieved. He came in after the South Africa debacle. Oh, he got stitched up. Basically tasked with restoring pride. He made the semis of the 50 over World Cup. He drew an away Ashes to all. Won the T20, won the Ashes, and he's gone. Yeah. So I do feel bad for him, but geez, I, could, I can imagine having a front up every day on a three-month tour with Jazzy. Oh, my. <laughs> no, thanks. Did I tell you the story of him? Yeah. Back in the day when we were looking to win the Ashes back? Because he's a black belt in a couple of different of martial arts. Yeah. yeah. Just in his spare time, he likes to beat the shit out of things. <laughs> he's a real softy at heart, but he just likes to beat the shit out of stuff. But anyway, he's got replete with Australian flag at the mm. front of his house. He's got a, his own boxing ring in the front yard. Oh front yard. God. Everyone can watch. Front yard. Yeah, do a drive-by. Was that neighbour's house for sale again, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Cast your eyes over the fence. This is back in the day when he was playing, at least. I right. think probably still does, the yeah. mega nutbag. He had a boxing ring top set up in the front. He probably knocked it gone. He had a cage set up. <laughs> he had a barbed wire cage <laughs> set up in the front yard. So he used to often yeah. get bowlers in WA, net bowlers that either looked or bowled like the opposition to bowl to him, mm. which makes a bit of sense. It's like you got Harmison coming That's in. Clever. Give yeah. me someone who bowls like Harmison, his yeah. height, preferably even looks a bit like him. So like, okay, that bit. It's a little bit weird. That's weird. It's a little bit weird, but fine. Whatever gets you going. He took it another step further where he employed those same net bowlers and then other people who just looked a bit like Harmison to come and do sparring sessions with him for fitness, in inverted commas. And then they had to pull out because he just would see the red mist in the ring and see Harmison and want to deck him. Would they have to put on English accents and like... Oh, Harmison. He'd just sit there and like say how homesick he was and be like... (laughs) Oh, calm the tune. Oh. Calm the tune. Oh, I just want to go home. Homesick? You're from Newcastle in North England, Harmy. I want your bowl to second slip. Follow it to the fence, pal. The first ball, the first test match. Whoa, wide delivery. Taken a slip by the skipper. The nerves are showing already. Righto, so we got the super intense Alfie Langer at number four and following up on your ice magic debacle. Yeah, 2020 you in review. Number four for me was best wank of the year, which was... You <laughs> <laughs> keep it clean. No, you won't. No, no, no. Impossible. Impossible to start a sentence with best wank of the year, but I'll keep it clean. Jesus, Mason. <laughs> Best rank of the year was a fantasy because I couldn't have one all year because I have a son. <laughs> what are you and a partner, about? and you have no time, oh, yeah. no time to find the time. Are you living in a one bedroom, <laughs> one kitchen, like shack somewhere? I've gone twice since we sat down. What do you mean you don't have the time? <laughs> I went over Lauren Jackson and then JL. There's a strong chance I'm getting five out of five. Do you know what? My first ever. Masty. Masty was over Kate Sobrano, my friend. <laughs> Kate Sobrano. Where has this podcast gone? Oh, now this is nice. I want to hear about the best sporting moments of the year. Block your ears, kids. You creep. Bedroom eyes. Bedroom eyes. It comes don't, back to don't, sport. Don't, 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 don't. talk to me about your first Masty, your best of the year. <laughs> Stare at me and open your eyes and then just go, bedroom eyes. <laughs> Bedroom eyes. <laughs> Far out. 
But by the end of that I'm day... I'm offering you a six-month contract extension <laughs> from the Maybe Daily, and I don't mind if you walk. Best thing about the day you've realised wanking exists... Oh, my God, you're still going. That... <laughs> you're still pushing forward with this. Is that by the end of the day, you're wanking over everything? There was snowboarding... <laughs> There was snowboarding on the TV at the end of the night, and I went, you know what? That'll do. That'll do. The sn- the boards kind of look like... You no. Know. No. <laughs> ah, finish that sentence. The boards kind of look like what? <laughs> like what? Fallopian tubes. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I'm glad we went down this path. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that's coming in at number four. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Um... I think you should go first. I think we need a palate cleanser. Do you want to do your number three as well? I'll do my number three really oh, quickly. I'm really worried now. Top twenty two you top twenty you. Uh-huh. Top twenty two you. Just say what it was. <laughs> I'm really there's so much trepidation. Worst wank. Well, this is a really strange one. Really strange one. It was one of the great moments where Mal friend of the pod, partner of Mason. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Fair relegation. So the mother of my child and wife-to-be, friend of the pod, fair CV. Well, she realised that she was dealing with a real nuffy. I told her the most boring story Mm -hmm. and she kind of looked at me at the end of it. The story goes... Was it a look that I'm giving you right now? (laughs) Feel your pain, Mel. I just couldn't believe that I said this story. It was, it's not a long... about your first and best (laughs) wank? Because I'm starting to not believe it either. I got home, I got out of the shower, sat down. It next was to <laughs> you creep, you creep. It's not that type of show, guys. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, <laughs> I need to elevate your smut. Jesus. I said to her, you know, when I get in the shower, I wash my face first. I wash my face. Wash my face. Wash my face. Then I wash everywhere else, and then I think, did I wash my face? Did I wash my face? And the only way I can realise that I have is washing my face again. Cool story, Hansel. Thanks, Olaf. This is the story I told her. And I remember looking at her and she realised she made a mistake. You should probably go to like a screenwriting school Mm. and teach them how to write shit. (laughs) Forget your beginning, middle end, your three-act structure, your antagonist, (laughs) meet cutes, anything like that. What we're after is a boring tale about me bathing. (laughs) Guys, I didn't know if I washed my face earlier, and the only way to make sure is to actually wash it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. I don't know how we're going to follow that. Three, that's a magic number. Three, it's the magic number. Three. Biggest sporting stories of 2022. At number three, we have. Retirements, yeah. specifically tennis. Arguably the two greatest tennis players of all time and Roger Federer and Serena Williams left the sport they loved. But at number three, it's all about the Aussies. First, Dylan Alcott, the former Paralympic basketball gold medalist turned tennis superstar and all-round nice guy, called it a day. A year before, he took out the Golden Slam, winning all four majors and a Paralympic gold. In 2022, he left the sport with a mammoth 15 Grand Slam titles in his pocket. Wow. But there was time for one more award to be bestowed upon him, that of Australian of the Year. The only person with a physical disability to win the honour in the award's history. The man retired a legend in his prime. I think standing ovations are one of the most ironic things in the world, by the way. But I'll take them, all right, without a doubt. 
I honestly thought I was no chance tonight. I honestly didn't. I thought I was no chance. Then I got here and I saw this really good-looking ramp. And I thought, I might have a chance here. To be honest, that's a good-looking ramp. But when it comes to retiring on top, one woman set a new benchmark. In 2022, Ash Barty became the first Australian to win the Australian Open in 44 years, rocketing her to world number one in the process. She then shocked absolutely everyone by pulling up stumps with the tennis world seemingly at her filler-adorned feet. She is aged just 25. I'll be retiring from tennis, and it's the first time I've actually said it out loud, and um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but I'm so happy and I'm so ready and I just know at the moment in my heart for me as a person this is right. What were you doing at 25? I was London bound my yep. friend I was about yeah about 24 and then 25 into London yep I also got into like sneaking backstage at gigs when I was around 25 Did like you? yeah so you started... peaked then as well yeah I... <laughs> yeah sneaking into the gig or backstage trying to get backstage I did it once and got backstage, and then what I did gig? it again. Too many DJs at Kate the Soprano. Metro. So who? Too many DJs. You walked backstage. Too many DJs. Got backstage and then acted like a sound. I was part of the sound company. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Someone said, "Who are you with? Are you with Power you Trip just... or something?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Power, yeah. I'm with Power Trip." Where I got out stage and started unplugging things <laughs> to look like I knew what I was doing, and I looked in the crowd and saw my friend, and he looked at me like, "What, what the are you fuck? doing?" Yeah. What are you doing? Meanwhile, the entire stadium's out of power. <laughs> no one could hear anything. Don't unplug that. <laughs> Worst roadie ever. Style. Yeah, and then stayed back, stayed all night backstage where they had a little after party upstairs. Oh, you got away with it. And got away with it and stayed back there all night, brought a mate up and said, come on, mate, quickly come up. Security goes, yeah, no worries. You work with the company. You can bring them up. And then we were, they were DJing upstairs and I requested Sonia Data and got kicked out. Wow. Yeah. Way to blow your cool cachet. Which I was complaining to them. It's a dance floor filler. It's a dance floor filler. No, that'll win them back. (laughs) Kick this guy out. We don't know him. He doesn't work here and he requested Sonya Data. (laughs) Oh, what about Womack and Womack? Get that man back in. I think at 25, I was doing medical trials to try and fund my European jaunts to sporting events. And I was nowhere near retiring from that. Let me give you the drum. Is this a new trend, retiring early? I think it is. You reckon? I think there's a bit of that. Especially if you win something early. Yeah, okay. If you do the goal that you always set out to do. Yeah. yeah. It goes both ways. Because you think about like LeBron and these blokes that are going into their 40s, Lauren Jackson. And then you see someone at 25 who potentially could have it all. I always like how people feel affronted by it. It's like when Ange left the Socceroos. Like, how could he do it to us? Like, how could she retire on me? It's like, it's not your life, dude. That's like, right. Let it go. That's right. And it feels egoless with Ash Barty. It doesn't feel like, oh, you know, like, oh, she thinks she's too good for it. No. It's a natural thing It's she because she is a natural person. There's no ego. Don't get all Kate Sobrano on me with it. <laughs> it was quite interesting and almost mm. deplorable here. As soon as it happened, everyone was like, ah, okay. You're going to go play golf, are you? What, are you going to go mm. play cricket? Mm. Are you knocked up, are you? On your doll. No, I just have decided to move on and do something else with my life. Oh, uh, yeah, what is it? What is it? You up the duff? Yeah. You up the duff, are you? It's crazy, isn't Hey, it? dude, just relax. I just want to go live my life in privacy and enjoy myself. Oh, no, nah, tell us what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's golf, isn't it? It's golf. 
You're pregnant. <laughs> You've got triplets and you're playing cricket next summer. You're playing cricket on a golf course with four kids and they're yours. Oh, I knew it. I got the scoop. Fucking let her go. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the great finals of her at the Australian Open. What oh, a game. Emotional. She let her get a set. Yeah, you got to. Just to challenge yourself. Just to wake Rod up. I was nude in Gundagai watching it. You wouldn't Excuse believe me? it. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Why are you always in Gundagai? That's weird. You mentioned to me that you're in Gundagai for the World Cup final. We use that as a bit of a halfway house. The road to Gundagai. The road to Gundagai. Wow. And I was in our room. Son was asleep. We Not too many room. details, please. <laughs> nude. I was back. I was up on my feet watching the whole game, standing up the whole time. Nude. Stop <laughs> mentioning you were nude. <laughs> we got it. Far out. And I was backhanding and forehanding. Yeah, I, I don't need to know. <laughs> You're a freak. It's not that kind of show, guys. And that forehand winner, what a moment. It was a great moment in Australian sporting history. Yeah. Do you think, we've had a lot of mental health advancements in the dialogue recently, and I think more athletes might leave their sport early because they're more willing to openly discuss and have people understand their mental injuries. Mm. So you've got blokes like Ben Stokes. And Ben Simmons, who was speaking about it. Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles. Surely this is a positive. The more yeah, dialogue, the better. Absolutely. I'm not saying that Ash Barty particularly had that, but she knew it wasn't for her. So she walked away because it was better for her general lifestyle, health, mental health, physical health, yeah. whatever. Mm. So I don't know. We might have to keep an eye on that this year and see if anyone else. We might have a bit of a sweepstakes to see who retires. Yeah. A bit of a retirement pool. Take your number two pencil and... What kind of pencil do we take again? Number two. Take a number two. <laughs> Looks like you took a big number two. <laughs> yes, quite so. As you can see, I'm holding a big number two in my hands, enjoying the weight and feel of it. <laughs> oh, it's getting exciting now. Strike a match. We are cracking number two. Do you want to go first or second in your we'll countdown? I'm going to go with my number two, my year in review. Your 2022? 2022 2020 year in review. Number two. Mm. I ate my son's feces accidentally. Now, what should is we going go into? On? Should we go straight into number two of the top ten? <laughs> what? What is going on? I accidentally did it. It was on my hand. I was changing the nappy. It was on my hand. I didn't mean it. It was still there. And then I forgot and went and had a curry for dinner and then realised I looked down. After you went licking... to dinner without washing your hands after wiping shit off another body. Dinner was on the dinner table. Went back to the dinner oh, table. I was I had on the, the curry. table. <laughs> I was on the table. Sorry. I didn't realise. <laughs> I'm cleaning a nappy full of shit. I finish. Dinner's ready. I'm just going to wash my hands. Uh, I've got um, human excrement on my nails and I can give you dysentery and you can die from it. It's on the table. Coming. Now, make sure you use the cutlery. Nah, nah, nah. I'll just shove my fingers in the vindaloo and turn it into vindapoo. What are you talking about? You should have to pass a test to be a parent and you'd fail. I know. I'm ashamed. Are you? I'm ashamed. I swear. You made a list. It's involved wanking and eating shit. I don't think you get the definition of shame. I don't want to shame you, but it's pretty shameful. Isn't the scary thing that I didn't even know that I had? I ate it. So how did you find out? I saw that it was gone. 
Cause so I'll you be- knew when you sat down, <laughs> oh, reminder to self, there's shit on my index finger. You know, that's the reminder you need when you wash your hands. Nah, I'll just put it in the air, put my arm up in the air like I'm flagging the offside trap. And then by the end of the night, I'll go and clean it. Oh, it's gone. Oh, you wouldn't believe it, guys. I reckon I've eaten this shit again. Eh, no, nah, it's gone. No, no, no. You all saw it when I sat down and that turd was all over me digits. Eh, yeah, completely gone. <laughs> completely gone. <laughs> oh, no, nah, there was a little bit left. Yeah, it's, it's gone now. You're an insane person. <laughs> I know. Here's a nice piece of shit. At number two for the Maybe Dailies, 2022. Review 2022. <laughs> Worst name ever. So bad. It's the sport of football again. 2022 was a World Cup year. They don't cool. get much better. And the Socceroos made it one to remember. <sighs> Coming in at second on the list, it's the entire Socceroos journey. From qualifying through to that last minute Martinez save. Where to start? Let's start with qualifying. We played 20 qualifiers, 16 of those away from Australian soil. We had to go through knockout games against the UAE and Peru. The latter we scraped through via Redmayne penalty heroics. Alex Valera. And Redmayne makes the save. It's a save that means the world to Australia. It's a save that means the World Cup for Australia. Let's discuss that move because subbing in Redmayne over the skipper would have been Graham Arnold's career over I hate if that, that doesn't move. come off. I can't believe he did. I cannot believe he's done that. Yet, we win, we go through. He's voted manager of the tournament at the World Cup. He now has extra zeros on his paycheck. He can demand what he wants. It's got to be one of the all-time ballsy moves. It seems like it's it's got a lot of hoose hitting to it, I reckon. It's got a lot of Aussie hoose. A lot of Aussie hoose. Mm. But at the time, I was like, oh, shit. This is going to go one of two ways, and it's it's basically Penthouse or Centrelink for this bloke. <laughs> and didn't it work? Mm, red mate, People forget, hero. even if he did not make those saves, the move by Arnie becomes irrelevant. Mm. Mm. He becomes an idiot. But it is gutsy. Well, it becomes relevant. It becomes relevant for the wrong reasons. People go, that's "What right. was he doing?" That's like right. uh, yeah, Sydney FC right. don't even want him back after Everyone that. Everyone becomes like, a master of decisions. You, yeah, you got rid of your captain, and and yeah. let's face it, there's a lot of luck. It's it's a penalty shootout. It's a lottery that's of sport. Right. Yeah. But we get through that. Then we wow. get to the World Cup. Oh my lord! Oh, we open the scoring in every single game for the, <sighs> the only time in history. Shifty in game one. Oh. It's a lovely reception of the ball there, and a great cross and a goal. Australia into the lead and France had no answer to it. Dr. Duke heads oh. our winner over Tunisia. Reflection on that, Duke's header! Magnificent goal! Duke is the king for the Socceroos. Lecky sinks Denmark with a sublime solo run Ooh. and finish. Suta recovers. And a break here for Riley McGree. It's on for Matthew Lecky. Matthew Lecky cuts back inside. One way, then the other. And he scores for Australia. Matthew Lecky. Australian football is back. Can I take it to the corner? 
please. Australia won consecutive games at the World Cup for the first time, winning two matches while progressing from the group stages for just the second time in six tournament appearances. Six points is also the highest ever total that we've had in a group stage. We've secured four wins overall at the World Cup, and two of them came in this tournament. Australia kept a clean sheet in consecutive World Cup matches for the very first time. Love that stat. They kept just one clean sheet in their first 17 matches in the competition. Love it. Back in 74. Craig Shifty Goodwin, Dr. Mitch Duke, and Matthew the Running Man Leckie became our 7th, 8th, and ninth goal scorers in the FIFA World Cup, respectively, all in the A-League. Awesome. Australia opened the scoring in all three of its group stage games. For the first time in history, Australia scored a goal in each of its matches, including the knockout, with all four goals arriving from open play. Australia scored their first ever goal in the knockout stage of the FIFA World Cup against eventual world champions. Shifty's goal against France was the first from open play since 2014. Running man Leckie and the artist formerly known as Glove Matthew Ryan became the first Australian players to make 10 appearances in the FIFA World Cup, surpassing Tim Cahill, heard of him, and Mark Bresciano. <laughs> against Tunisia, Graham Arnold became the first Australian coach to take the national team to victory in a World Cup match. Yeah! He also has since become the first Australian... <laughs> <laughs> just stunned me there. I've got too many stats. He has since become the first Australian to guide a team to the knockout phase. Garen Quoll became the second youngest player to ever play in a World Cup knockout stage after Pelé against Wales in 58. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. It was one of the best months oh. I've had in a very long time. The so World much Cup. fun. So proud. They gave us so much hope. The story they built. Yeah, and, and we didn't know any of them going in. God, none, none of them. them. Three, two, one. None, none of them. <laughs> Favorite Socceroo from the World Cup. Three, two, one. Harry, Harry Suta. Suta. You know what? My mind was uh, going elsewhere, and I was going to do something else and go like Harry Kuehl or something stupid, just to, <laughs> as a gag. But I physically couldn't do it. It was like you trying to touch two ends was. of the same magnet. Yeah. Just can't happen. It's trying to like it's trying to like lick your elbow. It's not going to happen. I can't make a joke about Harry Suter. <laughs> Try licking your elbow. Good luck. <laughs> Where were we? Socceroos <laughs> at number two gave us a hell of a lot of hope. Wow. Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. That only leaves one, mate. We are down to number one. 2022 review, 2022. The number one sporting moment of the year. But first, yeah, put everyone out of their misery. What's the number one moment of the year for Mason Termain? Best dump I took. This of the is year. so scatological. <laughs> what is going on? I was about to say, if it's not wanking, it's turds. But you've gone back to turds. What's go- so can you run me through the five again? Go five to one. <laughs> This is you're a disgrace. <laughs> At number five was best domestic between Mel and I, which uh-huh. is the Ice Magic yeah, Saga. Domestic At abuse, number four awesome. was best wank of the year. Wank, great. Was not having one was the fantasy of a wank because I have a son and now a partner as well. Or maybe get, a friend I don't, of I still the don't pop. get how having a son stops you from <laughs> masturbating. That's kind of weird, but that's fine. Kate Sobrano was my first wank at number four. Number three was most boring story ever about the hand yeah, the hand and the... Yeah, give me more of those. <laughs> Jesus. Washing the face and not realising yeah, you washed the face. Yeah, number yeah, two, yeah. ate Parker's poo accidentally after a vindaloo. Ate Parker's poo after a vindaloo. Ate Parker's poo after vindaloo. Ate Parker's poo after vindaloo. Got our new theme song. At number one was best dump I took this year oh. at work, where a worker walked in and said, "Who is that? Like, who is there? 
That's how scared he was of the stench. Who is there? Who is there? Who is there? Who is there? And then he proceeded to dry reach. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear this anymore. This is best dump of the year coming out. Why is that the best? One. That sounds like you should be seeking medical help. Number one. Oh. Best dump. At number two. Eight buckets two with the vindaloo. Number two with the vindaloo. All right. Jeez, I'm glad we only do this once a year. That's that's abhorrent stuff. Are you ready for the number one sporting moment of, of the year of, of 2022? Course. The number one moment of 2022, Mace? Mm. Death. <laughs> Jesus. Let's bring it up. Let's bring it right up. Just, you bring them up. Think we couldn't have got worse than your hot snakes at work. <laughs> We're going straight into the mortality of every human out there. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Number one is death. Sport lost some good ones last year. The tragic suicide of Paul Green, later found to have suffered a severe form of CTE, that's chronic traumatic encephalopathy, further bringing to the fore concussion discussions. So basically he had major concussion issues and then that, they that. think that that's the... what resulted in wow. uh, his decision to end it. Bill Russell and his 11 rings left us, as did Brazilian footballing great Pelé, in what couldn't help but feel a slight changing of the guard from him to Messi, the eternal pub debate of yes. goatness may well go on. But it was fans and players of the nation's summer sport who were left grieving deepest of all in 2022. Recently, Andrew Roy Simons perished in a car accident. But it's what happened back in March that was undoubtedly the biggest sporting story of 2022. Shane Warne, a legend of cricket and an Australian icon, has died from a suspected heart attack. With hardly a few hours to take in the news that Rod Marsh had died, the country was slapped in the face with a flipper upon hearing the news that another icon was gone. Shane Keith Warne was dead. Where were you when you found out? Did you wake up to it? Wake up to it. Wake up to texts and wake mm. turn the TV on immediately. It still doesn't feel real. Very odd. Even you just saying that then, it, it's bizarre. He, he was a man that would never die, really. He felt like he was a... Well, it's funny you say that because I've got a surprise for you, Mason. <laughs> Come on out, Woody! <laughs> He's with Kate Sobrano out the back. Oh, best sex tape. I was with a uh, friend of the pod, Levo, yeah, yeah. around at his place. We went to watch the league and was sitting around and I got a message from another friend of the pod, Azza, and said, Warney's dead. Do you up? We up, up live. Up and about. Yeah. And it was the early hours of the morning and I sort of Googled it quickly to make sure. Because you know what? My dream has always been to be the first on Wikipedia to write someone is dead. Because whenever any celebrity dies. Fair dream. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's not up there with a fantasy wank because I've got a child. Christ. Sorry, mate. Well, I had a dream that I washed my face and then I had to wake up and wash my face. <laughs> so fast. Because on Wikipedia, whenever yeah. someone carks it, you go on there and immediately it's like, oh my God, I just heard Prince died like a minute ago. Yeah, it's already on there. Someone's done it. Like the, I reckon the coroner does it. Like, well, they declare him dead. Yeah. In three, two, one, put it on wiki. Yeah. So I checked to verify that he was dead and he was. 
And then the next like three or four hours, it was just, we honestly were in shock. So we were sitting around about to call it quits. I was about to go home and then ended up staying there and we just YouTubed footage of him and occasionally we're like, nah, can't be right. So the five stages of grief, dabda, denial, anger, bargaining, despair, acceptance. Yeah. And it was pure denial. There was no anger of like, mm. no, this can't be happening or whatever, or bargaining, I'd do anything to get him back. Mm. It was just like, nah, I don't think of so. Of course. Nah. But then Why? it's typical Warnie. It's typical fucking Warnie. Like, he lulled us in yet again. Just when you think, nah, no one's thinking about Warnie. Wooshka! He was the only sports person I can ever remember not being able to look away from. If dinner was ready and it was the last over of the day and Warnie's bowling, it's like, I'll eat tomorrow, mum. That's right. Warnie's on. Absolutely. It was pure theatre whenever he bowled. He had so many iconic moments. He had the ball of the century. The hat-trick and the 700 on Boxing Day, the 99 semi, his 99 with the bat, rooting fembots, he had it all. First ball in test cricket in England for Shane Warne. And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery. Gadding has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. Yes! Oh, he's got him! He's caught him! Yes, he has! He's got him! It's a hat-trick! Yes, he's gone! He's gone! It's a hat-trick! That's a hat-trick to Shane Ward. A great moment in his career. What a catch by David Boone. trying to get to Dr. Evil, and then all of a sudden the fembots came by and smoke started to come out of the jumblies. So I thought I'd work my mojo, right? So we counted their mojo. We got cross nations and the head started exploding. You know, that thing. And I ended up in my knickers here. People were in absolute shock, rightly so, but it was also like the dude spent his life smoking darts, eating beans, chips, pizza and pies, rooted like a banshee. Like, I'd be more shocked if he didn't have a bum ticker. Mm, you know, right. like, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Bad heart, is Absolutely. it? No worries. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't eaten a fucking bit of lettuce in his life. <laughs> and then the send-off that he got at the G, I mean, how many humans get a send-off where they fill out the MCG and they get the highest ratings of the year for a non-sporting event? Incredible. Wow. And rename a stand immediately. Normally that's 30 years later. It doesn't happen, does it? No. But my favourite thing... Yeah. Because it's hard to find a favourite out of death. But did you know that he died on Daryl Cullinan's birthday? Really? So Daryl Cullinan, South African batter that Warney just absolutely destroyed. It was his bunny, like you wouldn't believe. Like he toyed with him. It ruined mm. him. He went to psychologists yes. and everything for him. He couldn't face up to him. And Warney, <laughs> Warney just one last get stuffed. 
So every year now when Daryl's blowing out the candles. That's the best. Happy 60th. Oh. And he turns on the telly and the whole world's like, everyone's thinking a warning. Oh, Just what a genius. Warning. <laughs> Got him. Wrapped him on the pads below the knee roll one oh, last time. Oh, that's fantastic. How good. That is fantastic. Daryl, it was an absolute pleasure to smash you and keep knocking you over. <laughs> I really enjoyed every minute of it. And if only you had to come and sat next to me and have a beer and start of, instead of hiding somewhere, I might not have done it to you again. It's a shame to end on death, but that's how we're all going to end. <laughs> There's sandwiches at the bar. Sandwiches Enjoy your night. Bar. Enjoy your night. <laughs> Our top ten of the year to run wow. through it very quickly. Run through my personal five again. I don't know if we want to run through onanism and turd, but that's fine. At ten, we had Buddy... Th- we had Buddy... <laughs> I think I went to go thwacking and yeah. whacking. And went, I went whoop. whoop. And buddy whoop. drowning. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> bloop, Did bloop. the voice. Bloop. Although we had one girl at Gilbert Clark. Number 10, we had Buddy kicking a thousand goals. Will it ever happen again? Never. No? There right. it is. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> that was unequivocal. Rugby league at number nine and the manly rainbow jersey scandal. Will it ever happen again? Never. You heard it here first. <laughs> number eight, surfing. Not a sport according to Absolutely my cohort not. where Steph Gilmore collected her eighth world title. Will, you, will she get her ninth? Yes, of course she will. I was waiting for a never. <laughs> at number seven, we had Aussie Cam Smith taking out the claret jug and then joining the live tour. That was a big story and we're pretty disappointed with him. <laughs> He's letting down a lot of young girls. <laughs> At number six, we had the twats of tennis. We had Novak's not getting <laughs> jabbed. And we had Killer Kyrgios going all the way to the end and then stumbling at the last hurdle. At number five, we skipped over the little league and the chess and the hot dogs and we went straight to the <laughs> basketball where our Lauren oh, Jackson yeah. made a big uh, claim to be the greatest Australian female athlete of all time coming out of retirement and securing bronze for the Opals. Top three. At number four, we had Krusty JL just chuntering around the house. Bowling Uncle Arthur. His mates <laughs> wouldn't have his back. Chocolate mates. Me mates. Easy, JL. Easy, easy. Son, easy. We had JL sacking at four. Mate. At number three, we had retirements, specifically two absolute bona fide Australian legends in Dylan Alcott and Ash Barty. Super we look stars. forward to seeing where their lives and careers oh, yeah. go from here. They're the type of people who will be successful in whatever they do. At number two, we had Mace's number twos. Oh, no, sorry. That was a typo. At number two, we had the entire Socceroos journey from start to finish, wow. from qualifying all the way through the wow, World Cup. Wow, sunny. Oh, any other year, that's oh. number one. But number one this year was, of course, death. And it wasn't just a few of the big boys. It was the biggest of all in Shane Keith Warren departing us. That was the year that was. That was 2022, wow. 2020U. What a year, what a review. What's coming up this year? We've got the Women's Football World Cup. Mm. 
on home soil. That's That'll be huge with the Matildas. Huge. The Rugby World Cup over in France. Both the men's and women's Ashes. We've got NRL, AFL, the Super Netball, all the footballing codes around the globe. The tennis and golf majors. We've got the Super Bowl just around the corner. Oh, it's a packed sporting sack. Always sunny. it is. Always it? it is. Always it is. Maybe we should do a Super Bowl show. That's around the corner. Or maybe. Ah. Or maybe. We should do this regularly. That's not a bad idea, Sonny. Maybe daily, maybe weekly. What do you reckon? Who knows? We'll let the people decide, and they can, because you can now tweet us. Oh. You can tweet us. You can follow us on Instagram. Elon's let us do it. Musky boy. Musky boy. Uh, did you know that he's the heir to the Musk Stick Foundation? <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. No. So the Musk Stick lollies, <laughs> Look at he me is... <laughs> He is. You can. We're on Twitter, but we have no idea what you can do with that. I don't either. But we're going to find out. Maybe someone out there could let us know. Tweet us. Be our first tweet. Be gentle. At maybe underscore daily. Capital M, capital D. I don't think you need that, but I don't know. So get in touch with us. At maybe underscore daily. All right. That is the year in review 2022. Oh. We look forward to 2023 with yeah. 2020 you and 2020 me. I cannot wait, Mace. I don't think there's anything else. Are you happy? I'm very happy. I couldn't be happier. We will be back. We're going to be here all year. We're going to do this roughly every week. We're going to talk sport. We're going to talk all oh, nonsense yeah. we can. If you're up for listening, we're up for talking. And if you're not up for listening, we're probably going to talk anyway. <laughs> so thanks to midsports.com.au. Get over there and read everything, listen to everything, write everything. Don't write it because then someone will be out of a job. Actually, feel free to contribute. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to mintsports.com.au. We'll see you next time. You won't see us. We'll just be watching through the bushes from a distance. <laughs> You'll probably hear us rustling about. Until then, stay mint, Mace. Stay mint, Sonny. Love you, buddy. Love you, mate. <laughs> Just quickly, mm. my first, the yeah. the Baywatch theme. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's worse? What's worse? What do you mean? Uh-huh. Why was, the theme? Yes, so not the, the show. <laughs> <laughs> the theme, so specific to like a wank. I'll be there. Oh, mate, don't. You I'll get me going. Soon. You get me going. I'm there. I'm nearly there. No, to the to the visuals as well <laughs> of the opening <laughs> scenes. And it was, it was on VHS. It was recorded. I'm like, I feel a bit weird here. And I was a bit of a late bloomer. I probably would have been like 14, 15, 15. And I was like, something's going on here. And I'm like, holy dooly. Unbelievable. <laughs> Not the show. The theme. So like no, waking no, over the, the theme of the titles. news it and it <laughs> cuts to a murder and you're like, oh, oh fuck. Oh, how else do you come? <laughs> <laughs> the theme. I'll be there. Tits are on then you're like, nah. Uh, get it off the screen. <laughs> that Hasselhoff's a hunk. <laughs> Younger t-shirt over the TV screen just yeah. to hear the song. It's not that type of show. Yeah, I had to turn the TV around to face the wall and just crank the thing. What a psycho. Parents come home and just hear it playing on the radio. What are you up to in there? <laughs>
We can hear you playing the theme song to a really shit 90s television show. He's just robbing one out, doll. Yeah, that's a good impersonation of my dad. <laughs> Portuguese professor. He's just robbing one out, doll. Oh, oh. be there. Oh, my God. <laughs> no Kate Sobrano, but hey, we can't all be bedroom eyes. <laughs> all right. Eight puckers poo after Vindaloo. Eight puckers poo after Vindaloo. Eight puckers poo after Vindaloo. It's not that type of show. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs>